This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color. And you're rocking with the Connect experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, aka T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected experience. You should too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's Connected Experience? It's a, a lifestyle, our lifestyle. So it's what we do, man. We connect people, we connect ourselves with people who we want to talk to we have live events man we just bring the word that need to be spoken to people spoken word now you a fucking spoken word nigga. i'm not but if we doing a connected experience yeah so what you been up to man you know same old same old uh i read uh i mean i'm reading doc book today that he gave us the uh advanced copies uh you, you read it all right yeah 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 so I talk read, about it sir i read half of it man it's just it's it's a dope book for an entrepreneur because if you read, he's just giving you his story, but he's giving you the short and sweet version, but he's hitting on all the points that, like, what makes a good entrepreneur. So, yeah. and by us knowing him, we know the shit true. Like, the way he's seeming it, the way he's saying it, and it's making it seem like it went so fast, but yeah. when you know how it really came about. And yeah. then we met him around the Switch Play TV era and yeah. stuff like and that. Yeah, around. I remember when he first told me he was going to write it. I think it was going to be uh, bigger yeah, at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we talking about the book. It's called The Book of Carter. It's by Miles Dixon, inspired by Jay-Z. Uh, he's been studying Jay-Z for at least oh, yeah. the last 10 years, but not as an artist, but as the moves he make in business. And he wrote a book based on entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. So that was dope. Yeah, it was a dope book. So um, you, got a, uh, you got a term? Yeah, I got a term, man. So my term today is activism, which is the doctrine or practice of vigorous action or involvement as a means of achieving political or other goals, sometimes by demonstration and protest. But if you really want to be an activist, it's going to have to be by some force. That's not in the definition. Yeah, yeah, you got to. If you, you look it, at yeah. societies, uh, Egypt a couple years ago, uh, any society, yeah, any, any it, kingdom, it's anything. Really, yeah. it's, you have to, the, the non-violence is, is okay, but if you really want to shake it up, you go to need some violence, some you know what I'm saying? Not and even violence, just force. Force usually is accompanied by violence, you know what I'm saying? You got to be, you got you to gotta put the pressure on. Uh, the reason we give you a term of the week or the reason that we give you a, a book you should read or stuff like that or a person you need to know is because the people who listen to us, man, we just trying to lace them up with some knowledge, man. Like you listen to a lot of other people' podcasts and they be funny and you, but you, we want you to walk, walk away, away with, with something, something because yeah. at the end of the day, anybody who know us know we always been book smart. So we, based. yeah, so we go make sure that you get that. My uh, term is revolution and political science. A revolution is a Latin word. It's a it's a fundamental and relatively sudden change in political power and and political organizations which occur when the population revolt against the government. Typically due to a perceived oppression, uh, politics, social economics, and stuff like that, now, or just a regular injustice, which is not on there. Yeah, so yeah. But again, that's their definition of these things. You know what I'm saying? So the reason that those are our topics, I mean, those are our um, terms. terms, is because we got a uh, Skrill in here, and Skrill is from New Era Detroit. Skrill, uh, introduce yourself real quick, bro. Peace, family. This Skrill with New Era Detroit, the vice president of New Era Detroit. So uh, <clears throat> we know Skrill from. Uh, what was that press play? Well, we know him because you, you know, what I'm saying you actually a PC cousin, right? You know what I'm saying, and that's like that's little bro, like that's little right there. So 
everybody be intertwined on some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. Like, I didn't know that for a long time, bro. You know what I'm saying? And then I don't even know how I found that out. You know what I'm saying? But you also from the town, like we from the town. And you used to run Press Play, right? That well, was, yeah, I was uh, I was one of the assistants over there at Press Play. That's actually my cousin over there, too. Okay, So yeah. that's family over there also. Yeah, so tell the people about Press Play and what it actually did for the city, like the music culture today, because y'all put out uh, Team Eastside, very first project over there at Press Play, right? Yep, Team Eastside, uh, Doughboy Cash Out. You know, uh, shout out to my cousin Jay, Jason Motley over there at Press Play, man. He had a vision, you know what I'm saying, to basically at first he was just pushing mixtapes, you know what I'm saying. Um, then he set up shop and just cultivated the culture of music of hip of hip hop rap inside the city of uh independent music being able to place a platform because you couldn't go to Best Buy and get your mixtape inside of Best Buy. Right. You know, back in the day it was uh what was it called? Uh T what was the FYI? FYE. FYE, yeah, yeah, yeah. For your entertainment. You couldn't go put your mixtape in those stores. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, distribution. Exactly. So he created a, a platform to to give the local entrepreneurs, local artists a platform to put their music inside the store inside a store and give it out to the community. You know what I'm saying? And it and it started at just inside of on actually on eight mile inside of a house. You know what oh, I'm straight saying? Up, yeah, straight it started up. inside one of his cribs and then uh he moved it to uh Eastland and Northland, you know what I'm saying? Right. And right. then it even expanded even more than that. We was in Lansing Mall. Uh we all we went all the way out to Southgate Mall. Well Southland. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we was yeah, out yeah. there. Did y'all y'all was in Fairlane too? Yep, we was in Fairlane for a short period. Yeah. Yep. So we, we did a lot of marketing and expanding uh, with Press Play. And Press Play is still here. You know what I'm saying? It's just on the back end with uh uh, uh we trying to go more digital, you know, get everything on digital. Okay, okay. So let's talk about uh Hops management. Uh, let's talk about that because that was something else you was doing in music. So yep. uh, how did that come about? Uh, I mean, my family been in music, you know what I'm saying, uh, for quite some time. I remember I met y'all don't even remember me, but I was a young guy with, with uh, PC uh, on Plum. You know what I'm saying? I used yeah, to hang yeah, out yeah. with him on Plum. I just used to play the back end, be silly, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it was something in me like, dang, I love music. I couldn't make a beat for shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. You said watching this nigga. I, I'm sitting here watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first, I remember his first beat machine that he talked about, you know what I'm saying? He let me try it out. You know, I made one beat on it, but couldn't do nothing. But I always had the skill of communicating, marketing, you know what I'm saying, different things. Um, I had my best friend named Hops, Lamont Calhoun Jr. He passed away. Um, but he was an up-and-coming artist, you know what I'm saying? So I was helping him market himself, you know what right. I'm saying? Our, our brand was called Self Wealth, uh, Self Wealth Entertainment. Um, back in 2007, 2008, he passed in 2008. But after that, I was like, dang, I need to, I was in the party scene, you know what I'm saying? Right. I've still got these networks. So after he passed away, in tribute to him, I created a business called Hops Management. Hops is an acronym for helping other people because that's essentially what people. I always wanted to do was help other people because he helped me. Um, so I started, you know, dipping and dabbing in the music industry, managing a couple of artists. Um, but that, that, it just didn't light the fire, you know what I'm saying? Like right, that, yeah. deep down inside, I didn't feel like this is it. Yeah. Plus, it, the, uh, the artist you managing has to want to work. The manager could never outwork the artist because at the end of the day, the behind the scenes people work for you. So you got to get up, get the music popping. Yeah. I'm just here so I can talk for you. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And I can find you opportunities. But yeah, that's dope. And I like what that acronym stand for. And then like uh, growing up, like how was your family life growing up? 
So growing growing up, my family life was was pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I say everybody, I was thinking about that on the way here because everybody has their struggles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The struggles might be different ways, but I came from a household. My mom was 14 when she had me. My dad was 15. So I, yeah. I, I got young parents. Yeah, you, know you what grew saying? up with them. I grew up with them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm still growing up with them. I still teach them things. They still teach me things. But I grew up with my grandparents. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My grandparents really raised me. Yeah. So I really didn't have that many struggles because I had a good support system around me. Like and the, the foundation. Yeah, the good like, foundation. It had been different if it was just those two teenagers, but that foundation from grandparents was so strong. So I'm taking it. It was like just loving. Like, because grandparents, that you either don't rock with them or they love you so much. It's like, that's my grandma. Yeah, like, that's my grandma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my granddad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was in the town? That was in the town, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I didn't leave. I didn't leave Inkster until I turned eighteen. That's when I was like, you know what? I gotta get out here on my own. I gotta yeah. lay, you know, I gotta lay lay my legs down somewhere, yeah. you know. So I, I left the town and I went to the city. You know, yeah. I moved to the city. So you just like just like I'm about to just move to the city. Yeah, my grandma didn't even know, bro. Like, <laughs> like literally, like look, real talk. I was working. I've been working. Well, I was working for Comcast like since I was like eighteen, nineteen. Well, yeah. contracting. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Right when I got that gig, I was contracting. I've been contracting every, up until 2000 and, what was that, 13? Yeah. I got an injury. injury yeah. yeah, but um, I got that job, bro, and, and, <laughs> and I met my uh, my homeboy, Hops, and, and them, and they out there doing their thing. So I'm like, you know what, shit, we about to do this shit full effect. Yeah. It was like two weeks, bro, like literally it's <laughs> like two weeks. I got my shit together. And then I left. Uh, my grandma was like, "Where you going?" I say, "Oh, I got a crib." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She just see, she didn't even know. I yeah. just packed my shit and and moving, just moving little stuff by little. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, "Dang, okay." Like, yeah. like, like, but at least she ain't had to tell you to get out. No, so that, you feel no, what I'm saying? No, you know how sometimes motherfuckers turn 18. Yeah. They like, uh, you turned 18 no. yesterday. No, I was so, out. I was yeah. out, and I just. Left and went to the city and did you know been doing my thing out there ever since then. Not yeah. coming from Angster because we from Angster and then you moved to the city. Like, what was the transition like? And it definitely is a transition because there's politics everywhere you go. Yeah. Like, if you if we tell people about Angster all the time, like it's two projects within a mile of each other. Like, so if it's funk, it's funk. The other side. Whatever other side it is, whatever side you from, the other side is really right across the street. But if it's funk, it's funk. But in the city, I could be a West Side nigga beefing with some West Side niggas and go to the East Side and they never see me again. And mm -hmm. niggas, you know what I'm saying? So people don't understand. Like the town is basically, you got to get on when you get mad at. So what was the politics like in the streets when you transition from the city and they know you're not from the D? Because that be that that's a that's a thing. Like people don't think that's a thing, man. I, when the you ain't from the D. D motherfuckers will let you know. If the, it's the, the crazy part about it, bro, motherfuckers assumed that I was from the D, bro. Already. Already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They kind of like, was like, where are you from in the D, bro? Like, yeah. you from the D. You yeah. got to be from the D. But where are you from? And I'd be like, and point blank, I'd be like, I'm from Inkster. Yeah. Anywhere I went. And that was the foundation of it. Don't play no role that you ain't. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, so right. when I went to the west side, I'm from Inkster. Yeah. When I went to the, it, my first my first stomping grounds really in the D was on the east side. I remember grashing in Hamburg. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I yeah. had a neighbor from that moved from the D to Inkster. Yeah. And I used to go to the D to visit, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. his family. So yeah. it was on grashing in Hamburg where, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I got that foundation. But it was crazy because it was like, damn, this is black love. Like, it's so many black people out here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Inkster is small, but Detroit is like, this is like the monopoly of black. black it's the blackest city in America, in America. still. Yeah, still. And I think people actually take that term for granted like no like that's a real big deal yeah. like this is the blackest city in america this is the only city in america where 
we got our own island, even though they t- trying to take it. But they, they, you know yeah, what they, I'm saying? They renting it from us, but right. technically. But they, you see what I'm saying? Like we got our own island in the city. Usually you have to go out to the white parts to experience stuff like that. And people take all of that for granted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They take for granted that Detroit actually has the best drinking water in the country. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what and the that's beef the is beef, about. That's what yeah. the major beef with L. Brooks Patterson. I cannot stand him. I have no love in my heart for him. He is a racist. You feel what I'm saying? And like he let it be known, but his whole thing is he wants the control of the water. How, bro? Oh. You haven't lived in Detroit an hour of your life. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like this is what come with Detroit. Yeah. This didn't come with Oakland County, bro. It's that simple. You feel what I'm saying? But I, I just think people take Detroit being a blackest city in America for granted. Even with the education, like I feel like we should have the best schools. I'm from the town and shit, and I love the city. But when it comes to like city to city, Detroit should have the best black schools. It shouldn't be Atlanta because Atlanta technically not the blackest city. Right. So it's a school down there, man. My wife, homegirl, used to work there, and she say like, for gifts, it's ridiculous. They giving the teacher like. Louis bags and shit, because everybody kids go here. It's a kid here who live between Egypt and America, and when he in America, he go to this school. But when he in Egypt, he video conferencing to still go to this school. Mm. That you gotta know that the school the best. Right. That should be in Detroit, bro. Exactly. Because the black is everything come from Detroit. That's black music. Yeah. The cars. It, we ain't even nothing without no cars. <laughs> you feel you what right, I'm saying? You're right about that. And this Motor City. So I just feel like people take that for granted. Now you said you had a, a life changing injury from work. What was yep. the, if you want to talk? If you could talk about that, what was the actual injury? What you so, fell off the ladder or some shit? So actually, man. Man, it, it, it was crazy. Uh, I didn't even fall off a ladder. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't fail a lot in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Doing cable. But this, I actually just stepped off a porch and failed. But at that time in my life, bro, I was going through so much. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. looking for change. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was just, you know, meditating, getting into myself, learning myself. And I'm just like, give me an out. I'm just ready. Let me go to the next level. Let me transition. Yeah. And somebody was moving. And uh, I was at the door. And I was letting them go through with the couch. And I actually stepped back one time, like, dang, and lost my footing off the off just the, uh, a regular porch. porch yeah. Just a regular porch at an apartment out here in Southfield. Like, the porch was probably as high as this table. So I stepped off, and it wasn't no railing. So I fell, like, stumbling, stumbling, and it was a hole. And right when I hit that hole, I came off balance, and I got a herniated disc of my L4 and L5. Yeah. So I was out, you know what I'm saying, for a while trying to recover, go through uh, therapy and stuff like that. But uh, the job just had to let me go because I was gone for so long. You right. know what I'm saying? But I looked at it as a blessing. That was your out. You that was my out. I yeah. asked for an out. I didn't want to out of the industry. I wanted. I was trying to move up. You <laughs> right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. Because I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting letters from uh, the regional vice president for the good work. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know doing cable or doing anything. Who you house never you know in? Who house you in? Yeah. Right. And, and what opened my eyes because I'm in West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hill, seeing all, everything. You know what I'm saying? You coming from Inkster in Detroit? You know what I'm saying? You inside. You good shit. You saying like, the good stuff? I'm like, we can have this. I yeah. don't want to be you, but I want my people to be here. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, why can't we build our communities up like, like that. this? Like, yeah. You know, so I'm sitting there, and then I had a conversation. I get an email two two days later from the regional vice president talking about, yeah, you did my uh, brother-in-law, uh, uh, Cable. He he spoke highly of you, you know, this and that. So now my supervisor didn't like me at the time. Now he on me, on me like, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, give yeah, me yeah. Give me all. And I'm like... <laughs> 
whatever, bro. Yeah. Give me my raise. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And my sure. partner used to do heating and cooling. He told me the same stuff. He said, bro, you never know who house you in. He said he went at this older white lady house one time, and he was like, we live in like Michigan. Like, why is all this Yankee stuff everywhere? Yeah. And he like did her stuff real good. He said the tips was like phenomenal. And then she just told him like, my husband passed away, but we own five percent of the Yankees. Like, yeah. I never have to do anything in my life but wake up, long as the Yankees but, play. You yeah, feel but that's how we we used to deliver furniture in uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? So one day we uh, we was with my white partners and my Mexican partners down there working. You know what I'm saying? It was a weird look the way we looked like. Some trailer trash hunkies, some project niggas, some Mexicans. Like, it just looked right. weird. You know what I'm saying? So my one white boy little brother, he kept turning the motherfucking uh, country TV cribs. You know what I'm saying? Not MT. You know how they did the, like, the spin-off? Yeah, the spin-off. So he kept turning to this fucking country TV crib shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like, yo, what the fuck, right? So Kenny Chesney was on there. You know who Kenny Chesney is? Nah. He, he the country motherfucker that if Jay-Z say he dropping an album, then he drop an album so Jay-Z won't be number one. Wow. He 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 played it like that. And the world loved that world love him. You know what I'm saying? So boom. You know, we doing the routing and shit. You know, ain't nobody paying attention. It's just a regular Monday getting ready for Tuesday because Tuesday was our, uh, delivery day. was our first delivery day. So... You know, Tuesday come, we pull up to the crib. I'm looking at the crib. It's off the motherfucking ocean. You got to open the gate. You know what I'm saying? We got to buzz in the gate. I'm looking. It's tour buses and shit all in the yard and all mm -hmm. this shit. So I'm like, damn, this shit looks familiar. What the fuck did I just see this at? We at the white dude crib delivering mm. furniture. You know Dang. what I'm saying? And they was like, yo, just put it in the front and gave us a tip. Like, so... When you deliver furniture, you see, like, both sides of the spectrum. So the next, you know, so we in Kenny Chesney crib delivering furniture, and they furniture is just for guests not to go past a certain point in oh, their yeah. house. But the next delivery, we in the backwoods delivering somebody some shit in the trailer that they go have for the next 10, 20 years, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the furniture that we moved for them out the way to put the other shit there wasn't old. She said they just had got it last year, but you never know who house you be in. Like, yeah. you just never know. We was in the, uh, what, what was that, the Florida Gators assistant coach? Oh, yeah. All type of rings and shit. Mm. They had just had one because we was living in Jacksonville. Right. So going in people's houses, man, people got to be careful because you fuck around and if you could talk, you can network up on some shit. Yeah, you know I had uh, I had did the cable with the president of uh, Olympia uh, Entertainment. Entertainment yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was just telling me a lot of stuff, but he wasn't even trying to have a conversation with me until I, you know, trying to break. I was breaking the ice because I'm in his crib trying to figure out what's what going on with yeah. this cable. Yeah. And and this dude, when you you know you black, that, yeah. you black, and, and, that's and, uncomfortable and, and to you, them. Uncom you uncomfortable because they just over your back. Yeah, yeah, they you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm sitting there working, and then I just broke a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Started having a conversation with him. And uh, he was he was like, do you want to do cable all your life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no. <laughs> so I just hit him with, I'm, you know, I'm, I do entertainment management. I'm a party promoter. I do different things like that. He was like, oh. At the end of the day, I didn't even know who this man was. But before I left out of his house, he gave me his car. You know what I'm saying? His business card. It's like, call me. Yeah. Like, right. Plugs, people. You know what but saying? I know what you're saying about, like, White people, I can't let white people make me feel uncomfortable. You go feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's, like, and, yeah. And that, I had to, I ain't gonna feel I had to use that reverse psychology like, yeah. to be like, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open that mind. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about the transition from like, when did you, when did you discover what activism really meant? Like, when did you, you know, because New Era Detroit is basically they the New Panthers without saying they the New Panthers because you know like you got the New Black Panther Party, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying and shit like that. But y'all basically. Y'all living by the 10-point program because I'm laced on the Panther shit, like, for real. Like, 
I'm a, we a mix between motherfucking Malcolm X and fucking Nino Brown without the snitching. Like, <laughs> right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Exactly. So we laced on the Panther shit, and I actually wanted to talk to you. I wanted you and your partner here because I wanted to hear y'all opinion on this because I know, like, y'all Huey P and y'all Bobby Seal, right? Mm -hmm. So I read a Feeney Shakur book, and I read a Sada Shakur book. Have you read either one of them no, books? No, I haven't read both. Okay, now, in both of those books... They both give an account of how Huey P. Newton tried to rape them, bro. Mm -hmm. But it's the same account per se, but they wasn't together. They wasn't together, yeah. You know man. what I'm saying? And when I read, I got pictures of Huey P. and them in my crib. You know the one where they like this, right, the right. first day they started. And that broke my heart because I could believe that. And the reason I could believe that that happened, one, because these two ladies didn't conspire to both put this in the book. I right. know that. But when you know it be movements and shit, when you in the power, some people use that power for... Mm -hmm. Monetary gain, sexual gain, and that's why I'm like, damn, I can kind of believe it. And I, I had heard that before, though, but I kind of believed it more coming from those two respected women and nobody opposing that. You know, when books be about to come out, right, they right. be people who with the shit. Because, like, when they said that shit about Eldridge Cleaver, that he used to rape the black women and get ready to rape the white women, that sounded more crazy and like propaganda. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But this not coming from the opposite team. This coming right. from two respected ladies. Yeah, so, like, yeah. how would hearing something like that make you feel? Like... Man, hearing something like that would make me, you know, t that's 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 fucked up, bro. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like an abusing power. You know what I'm saying? These are women that really hold you high. For the moment, yeah, you know they hold, saying? yeah. At a, at a point. And, you know, I, I need to read both of them books. Bro, You listen. know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. The, uh... You know, Jasmine Guy wrote, Pac, Pac Mama got two books. Okay. But the one Jasmine Guy wrote is the more autobiography type of book. And then have you ever read Huey autobiography? I haven't. I got Huey autobiography. I haven't read it front to back yet. See, now, when I read that, the reason I believe what they saying is because when I read that, he said he believed in free love. Like, mm. you, you, you yeah, feel yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when I read that, and that, yeah. and that shit broke my heart, so bro. So you felt like it was kind of giving you some indi uh, some indicators to what make it come up later? Yeah, yeah. So what, yeah, you when it, yeah, saying? like, yeah. you know, it was like okay. a foreshadow. Like, because he was like, it would be anybody at the house, everybody loved everybody. And when I was yeah. reading that, I'm like, okay, this sounds like some player shit. Yeah. But you are from Oakland. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can see how this would go. But, mm. yeah, bro, like, it, it, when you read Well, it, when I heard that shit, though, too, that shit kind of broke my heart, too, because it's like, damn, dog. Like the movements that people be in, whether they directly in it, it just don't need a black eye because like they always looking for something to point at to be like, see, y'all can't organize or whatever. And that's actually not the case. They act like every white movement has ever been a thousand percent organized. Right. They, Cause they call uh what's what's the white dude name? Who you know, who had them kill the people? Charles Manson. That Charles was a Manson. movement. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It yeah. just, he used it for evil. Because, you know, most of these movements be started and organizations be started by people who wanted to be in the music industry. Did you know that? Yeah, Charles he Manson to, he, was, he was a guitar yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. It was tight too. He, he yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. that's how he got, that's yeah. why it's called like a cult following because he was able to get these women. Because, you know, you, you would see some men, but his whole thing was the women. So when you hear stuff like that about people who like really were respected in the community, you're like, ah. And yeah, it's crazy on, still dog. till this day that he he, he still got him like that. Yeah, he got him crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So being a part, like, so how did you get into the actual act of activism? Like, what brung you to New Era Detroit? Is that something y'all started together or? Nope, nope, nope. New Era Detroit was started in 2014. So that was around the time, like, I got injured. You know what I'm saying? I was going through a lot of a lot of things uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. You know what I'm saying? And I was just looking at my surroundings, looking who I'm surrounded by. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm only 30, but all the people I hung out with, you know what I'm saying, like 40, 
you know, older, just older than me, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm at the club. We popping bottles. We talk to females. You know, I'm even talking to females that's older than me, and I'm just picking their mind. I'm just getting to that that point where let me have other conversations, other yeah. dialogues, yeah. other than where the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where the weed? Where the drink? You know what I'm saying? Like, let me have some other conversation. What What you think about your your, your child's school? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking yeah. about having kids one day, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, and this and that. But um, the conversation started changing, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't kindering with my spirit. Like it's yeah. like, bro. Okay, look, look at our community. I'm stepping out. You know what I'm saying? I'm meditating. I'm jogging. I would. I'm I'm never a gym person, bro. Yeah. Motherfuckers to see me. I didn't ran from seven mile. I stayed on seven mile in Blackstone. Seven Mile Blackstone, I done ran all the way. What's the furthest I done ran? I done ran to uh, uh, Jordan, ran to Six Mile in Southfield area, yeah. back to Seven Mile. You know what I'm saying? Just to just, look at just, the community. Just to look at the community while I'm meditating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just running. I'm seeing trash. I'm seeing just everything, our community, dog. everything. So my, my mindset was changing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My mindset and, and was changing. And I know what you mean because, like, I know people who never walk their kids into school. Like, How? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? When my daughter was in kindergarten and I used to I used to take her to school and she had a man teacher. I used to take her to school, shake his hand, what's up? He said, Man, you the first father who know how to say my name. I've been doing this since this school opened. It's my fifteenth year. Wow. What? You feel what I'm saying? Like, that don't even make sense no. to me. You feel what I'm saying? If my daughter says she ain't like something, I'm up there. They be thinking I'm a single parent. Because I be like, no, nah, baby. Yeah, I be like, no, nah, baby, I'm going to go up there. So they know. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? And then if they see you, they feel like it's a real problem. Yep. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But I know what you're saying. It's like, how, how you... How, so you just taking your kid, just get out. You feel what I'm saying? No, I walk my daughter into school every day. I go pick her up every day. I see PC. You feel what I'm yep. saying? Like, we got to let them know that it's black men who care. And then I don't shop in Dearborn. I don't shop in Westland because that shit that they be doing. You feel what I'm saying? No. When the people died at the mall in uh, Dearborn, when the police killed two people, was that like three years ago? Uh, that was 2015, 2016, yeah. I ain't been back, bro. I, my bank in Dearborn, I go to another one. I don't buy no gas, none of that. It ain't worth it, bro, because I, if I get out the car out here, I might not get back in. Yeah. They might be taking me to a body bag. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So And niggas be like, what? A job called me. He was like, listen, we got two locations. We got Fairlane or we got Westland. I said, I decline because I don't shop those places and I'm not going to sell nobody nothing in those places because I don't go there. Right. And if, if people got together like that, we could really make it happen. Like, people feel like they got to go to Fairlane for what? They ain't going to treat you bad. If you, I, I look young. I'm 36 years old. But somebody might think I should be out tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Bro, I'm mm-hmm. a grown man. You step up on me, I might put this burner on you because you in my space. You, you feel right, what I'm right. saying? So I know what the, like, when you start to realize, like, people really just don't give a fuck. Don't. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? You know, another indication of somebody not giving a fuck, bro, which is going to seem so minute, but people really don't pay attention. Littering, bro. Motherfuckers will litter all day in Detroit. Detroit niggas will litter in, litter in Detroit, but will not litter in Westland, Bloomfield yeah. Hills, Garden City, any place they think white people at. Like, I cannot fathom why black people, particularly gangster black men, are scared of white police. Yeah, like, 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 it's it's like, what's the what's your terminology of gangster? You know know what what I'm saying? saying? Like, so it's cool for me to run up on Skrill, rob him, kill him, rape his sister, do all this. But soon as a white police get behind me or I see a white police, I turn into the most mannerable motherfucker. You ain't said please and thank you since your mama taught you them words. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But these white police got you shook. You, You won't shoot them. You will throw your gun. You know what I'm saying? You 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 would put you you but you would kill a nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? Well, I say nigga, I call everybody. But you know what I'm saying? But you would kill one of us, and then you got groups like y'all that 
you got to protect these type of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, y'all protect the community. I see everything y'all be doing, bro. I see all that shit, and I be like, yeah, that's that's dope. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? It. But I also think about this. Every time I see y'all doing something with an organization like this, y'all got to know with some FBI informants in there, bro. So oh. how do y'all, like, how you do y'all... What, weed it out. Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah, the process of getting into... New Era Detroit when the I know y'all know that that you know what I'm saying yeah. that Co Intel Pro is real and I'm seeing y'all making too much noise for this shit not to be like okay y'all got a new era Chicago y'all mm-hmm. got a new era Atlanta and and that's the scary part to me because that's when the shit start okay they attaching some shit that some FBI motherfuckers in LA did but they new era LA and we already know that it's like gang banging once mm-hmm. it's the foundation that y'all laid stood for this. But you can't tell a nigga in New Era, Wisconsin, this because they ain't really with the movement. So, so, <laughs> so that's that's the thing with us. Like, we I'm not gonna say micromanage, um, but we do visit every chapter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you see us, we out out there traveling all the time. Uh, we 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 go to Chicago, we go to Cleveland, we go to Atlanta, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? DMV. You know what I'm saying? Miami. We just opened up, but you know, it's really no way to stop stuff like that. But you got to stay consistent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to look at energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when somebody acted funny, then, you you know, you like, okay, let's pull you to the side and have yeah, a let's, conversation. Let's check that temperature. It's, 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 it's right there, then and there. You know what I'm saying? We always checking temperatures right then and there. We pull them to the side, having a conversation. What's going on with you? Are you having family issues? What's right, going yeah. on? Like, your mood changing, your, you know. I'm going to send you this shit that Jay sent me yesterday about how the CIA disguise motherfuckers and shit like mm-hmm. that. Dog, when you see this shit, like... It's going to play into everything that you ever thought about the CIA. Like, they turned a woman into an old white man. Like, the the bitch was talking to President, uh, the first George Bush, Mm -hmm. totally disguised, and then took the shit off. And motherfuckers was like, (laughs) like, what the fuck? Like, like put her... Fake mask on. Mm. So that's how you know the CIA is behind them. You seen them black right. masks that yeah. you could, yeah, bro, this is CIA shit. I don't know why that lady would even go and discuss that with this type of shit going on. And I'm like, dog, my whole thing is why do white people got a problem with black people? We should have the problem with them. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? They, but, but the problem comes from the, I, I would say, the the superior that we do have. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, we are majority. We're not a minority. Like, right. we're a majority of everything. You know what I'm saying? So for them to to try to figure out, everything is is an experiment on us. Everything yeah. is, is to hinder our growth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So even like you talking about the CIA. CIA, FBI, all them things, entities was really the, to for, to, yeah. to suppress oppress us. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Our people. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely understand and understand everything with that, and that's crazy. Like I have to see that video. No, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I have to see that video with with them, bro, uh, uh, with the mask and stuff like that. But bro, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing people them? in the swimming pool though. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen them black people masks that they got? No, I haven't oh, seen bro. them. Black people, bro, they got some stuff that you can put on your arm and up you, to here, so you can if you wear. Uh, us uh, long black. sleeve, it, your hands black. Like skin. It, it feel like skin. You put the mask on. It look like okay. So I can knock you off. Right. I'm a white man. I got this on. I knock you off. I can leave my face off because they gonna say it's a black male. Right. Who look like this? I'm gonna just jump in the ride, take it off, and this is, and I'm gonna drive past the scene. And it, this is mm. out here. This is not 
a secret. So right. why does something like that exist? You see what I'm saying? And that's what, like, when people talk about Chicago, I always say this, like, oh. that Chicago situation is way deeper than we think. That is not gang violence, man. Oh. That is a, a, that is government-sanctioned Chicago is the real mob. Bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like Chicago police is the real mob. You know, we had cases out there. You yeah. got assaulted by the Chicago police. Those yeah. are over, so I can briefly state yeah, a little yeah. bit. But we cleaning up the community of Inglewood, the south side of Chicago, where they talking about us the roughest, which our Chicago chapter does our streets is watching program out there consistently. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They out there building with the community consistently. You know what I'm saying? But the police antagonized us after we're cleaning up the community. And, and and one police officer, even in the video, as y'all can see, helped us clean up the community. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I got stumped out by the Chicago police, you know what I'm saying, for trying to help um, to defend one of the young kings that was out there. They yeah. trying to, you know, apprehend him and stump him out. So I jumped on top of him. Like, like you supposed like to. Like I'm supposed to do as a king, as a man, you right, know, a black right. man. So I get stumped out. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of controversy, you know, with, with that being said between, you know, the community and, yeah. and, and different people. But... When I say when going to court back and forth, bro, it really showed uh, 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 the true resilience of the individuals that um, was inside the organization. It's a lot of people that left the organization after that happened, like cases and stuff. People mindset can't handle that. See, yeah. if you uh, if you if you with the shit like this, if you with like the Panthers, New Era, Detroit, you have to be prepared for two things: life in prison or murder by police. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think people understand that. Like. When people see what y'all are doing, they want to get involved. So they see that this is really serious. Like, this shit is going to change your life. This shit is going to shake up your personal shit. But yeah, because what was the one brother name? He said every... I forgot his name, but he was a panther. He was high up. He said every day he left the crib, bro, the FBI broke in his crib. And they were stealing guns, legal guns, planting dirty guns, everything. Then he said they would write letters to his wife, say he was cheating. You feel what I'm saying? So they know what time he leave. Mm -hmm. So they saying, so when he leave at this time, he left at this time of the night, he left at this, that's what he was doing. He was going to cheat. And it's like, it just really shake up your personal life. And if the people around you can't handle it, some people don't know what's going on until it's too late. Yep. Like, we really trying to go for change. Even even with the, like I said about Westland and Dearborn, that's financial change. Like, we got the most buying power, right? We make the least money across the spectrum, right, mm -hmm. far as uh, African Americans, but we got the most buying power. And it don't, un I don't understand why we don't plug that money into the community. Like, how many black-owned gas stations is it in the city of Detroit? Three or four. Three or four. Those should be the number one gas stations. You should want to wait in line for that gas. Yeah. Shout out you to the mobile on, mobile yeah, go on, on sale. Uh, we got the mobile on Davidson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're a strong sponsor of New Era Detroit. They support us all the time with Davidson and uh, what's that, Livingwood. Um, then you got um, the Shell gas station. No, yeah, the Shell. Is that the, yeah, the Shell gas station on Outer Drive, West Outer Drive, and Seven Mile. Oh, yeah, right here Davidson. on the corner. That's yeah. Black Owned? Da Davidson, uh, Davidson uh, gas station. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Davidson. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, Black Owned, that Shell over there on uh, West Outer Drive and Seven Mile. Yeah, I passed that because I, I bank black. Okay. Uh, on, uh, uh, First seven. Independence. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. First Independence. So we got two Black Owned, uh, Liberty Bank, which is on Woodward. And then First Independence, yeah. which is got that's on couple, Seven Mile and something. They got a couple of locations. Okay. The one on they had one downtown, but that they closed. They they what? Uh, First Independence. Yeah, the they one moved, that was downtown. They moved it to the old uh, the old uh, police department on uh, the Boulevard in uh, Woodward, oh, okay, right there, okay, that, okay, okay. right on the corner yeah. where the police precinct used to be. Used to be, be. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's where they moved it from. So we got two black-owned banks, but these are important that we put our one point three trillion 
spending power. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we 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 don't use that as a power. We say it's a power, but we don't use it as a power. A power is empowering our own community, spending right, that right. money inside the community. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Keeping that money fluctuating and, and moving inside the black businesses that's yeah. in it. We we have the most black entrepreneurs inside. I would say the the nation right now, you yeah. know what I'm saying, in Detroit, because we yeah. the blackest city in America. Every yeah. business that's majority, uh, that's like, we got the most black-owned restaurants, yeah. food restaurants. Like, yeah. every black person, when they get some money, <laughs> they, they go open up a restaurant. Right. Or you know what I'm saying? Or, or a barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we need to empower, like, some more gas stations. I love the uh, People Store, which is on Seven Mile. That's the first cooperative economics store. So they got shares over there on Seven Mile in St. Mary's at the corner. It's a, it's called the People Store. It's the a convenience store. store, a beer and wine store. But they got shares. So it's a cooperative economics where you buy in, you buy in, you buy in. Now we all own this store. Right. Then so we get another one. Now we, we go building. get another one. We keep building up. You keep on building where? up. Seven Mile in St. Mary's. And what you do, you just go in there and tell them, like, I want to be a part of yeah, the co-op. Yeah, you can go up in there and be like, I want to be a part of the co-op. How can I, how can I be a part what of this I co-op? Need. How much I need. How Basically, much I need to be a part is. of this co-op. Yeah. So that way that you, you now you got a share of this business. Uh, shout out to uh, our brother Jay Morrison with the Tulsa Fund. Yeah, the first yeah, person yeah, to yeah. The you see the NFL tried to die. You see what the yeah. NFL, yeah, yeah, the NFL Come tried on. to play it like that shit ain't real. I was going to ask y'all about that. See, a lot of shit I be catching from y'all be too, too late too, dog, because I, I work like 13 and a half hours a day, bro. I'm like, so I'm saying that to say this, like, where can I donate? How can I get involved since I can't be frontline? Because I would love to be frontline on some of that shit. I'm not afraid of no police. I feel like niggas should fight the police. I feel like if you see a black man getting stopped, if you ain't on the way to do something for your family or something, I feel like you should pull up and, Just and check sure that out and go, make sure everything right. right. No, they might supposed to be stopping you. You might have did something wrong, but... You don't deserve to die right there, or you don't deserve a motherfucker watching the police beat you up and you film, bro. If the police beating you up and I don't know you and you black, bro, I'm helping, bro. Mm-hmm. It, I'm only going to feel bad if when they stop beating you up, they be like, he just raped a little girl and we ran. You know what I'm saying? I deal with it like that. But, bro, niggas be filming niggas getting murdered or yeah. they desensitize you about they showing you niggas dead bodies and shit like Young niggas getting murdered. That's why I'm fuck with Van Lathan, bro, because he was talking all that crazy shit to Kanye. But, bro, you work for TMZ, dog. They post niggas' dead bodies all fucking day. So Kanye can say whatever he want. You is part of the problem because you letting them do this. Mm-hmm. You you the strong black man until they showing XX and Tension getting murdered in his car. How you could let that? What about his mama? But you want to yell at Kanye for the white people mm-hmm. to be like Van checked them or the ignorant niggas. Plus, like, that was set up. Yeah, that, day, like yeah. who don't know. Kanye didn't just walk in TMZ, bro. It's all set up. They knew he was coming the day before. It was like a, a dialogue that they had pre-ready. You know what I'm saying? But don't talk shit to him and you letting this shit go on, bro. Be black all the time. Yeah. Be black in front of your white master, nigga, because that's what that's what you is. You you cooning for them niggas. That's why mm-hmm. I love Willie D. He'll call niggas out. But let me ask you how you feel that desegregation affected the black community. See, cause Forced. Integration, forced integration, forced integration. It yeah, wasn't yeah. desegregation, right? Right, it was forced, forced integration. Because the way I see Hold it, on, is, man, let him say how he feel. We know how you. Feel. <laughs> okay, 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 I feel you. I feel you. Uh, real talk. Segregation fucked us up, like real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like we, like when I when I look back on history, you know what I'm saying? And we wanted everything. We, we really didn't want to use their bathroom. We just wanted a nicer bathroom. 
You know what I'm saying? That's really, we didn't want to eat in the same restaurant. We just wanted a nice place to eat and some good food. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I see it. So right. it's like. Because that don't necessarily come with white people. Right. The, the better Ex- shit don't come with because white Ex- people own it. Exactly. And that's what most people that's what thought, they thought it was. Right. So that's what they kept the image that they kept on putting out there. You know what I'm saying? Because right. the white people started seeing we had money. Yeah. Oh, they got you know, the uh, the plant jobs now, the automobile industry, we start getting money. You know what I'm saying? They right. came classism. So they're like, oh, we need this money. We can't give them the image of empowering their own because if we keep on doing, <laughs> if we keep on doing black bottoms and we keep on doing uh, 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 what black, Wall, black Street. Wall Streets and stuff like that, we ain't going to have that money. We're going to be out of business. Right. So they, they, they painted that image for us to uh, 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 be segregated, you know what I'm saying, to be uh, integrated with them, yeah. you know what I'm saying, instead of staying segregated. Because I feel that we should. We, we, we should. segregated right now, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit, we segregated. This the, most, yeah, this the blackest city in America, you know what I'm saying, a city that was built for 2 million people, and we're still 80% black, and we only at like 700,000, yeah, bro. 720,000. I think niggas just always fall for the okey-doke, man. Like... Well, you got to know this too, right? Because a lot of people don't know this, right? So we can go back to the Montgomery bus boycott, right? So what a lot of people don't know, right? Rosa Parks end up being the face of that. She was the first first choice. But so many people don't know that. And the first choice actually got pregnant. And they was like, that might be too hard on her. We need to find another light-skinned woman who could be the face. But that actually should have showed them like... This boycott is just for the buses, but this could be for everything because the bus system was going to go out of business because people will walk to work or, or two miles, and carpool, and that's because the sense of community. Now nah, I live next door to you, bro. I won't even ask you your name. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Your mind passed. I don't even know because I just walk in the house. I don't say hi or nothing. Hey, make sure you lock the door. We got some niggas living next door. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? I don't never do that. I mean, you like, feel what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I mean, black people that celebrated like Jackie Robinson. I'm not a Jackie Robinson fan, bro. You actually hurt blacks in baseball more than you helped, and this is why. Because if you would have, first of all, you weren't the best out of the Negro League. You know what I'm saying? They picked you because you were because of the the, the, the image, the image, the and, image, yeah. and that he will fight back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like that, that, that you would yeah, be, you yeah. you would allow this to happen because for the life of me, I can't understand how. I can be a star over here with the best of the best because we're the best athletes. Why mm-hmm. would you want to go in the back of somebody's stadium and have your wife be subjected to being spit on, hit with bricks and all this? They calling you nigger when you could go through the front of the stadium and be treated like a king. That would because when he did that, that made niggas want to go over here and get money. But what niggas fail to realize is when you ran it for them to get their money, you abandoned all the money that these other black dudes was getting. So. Niggas love the Yankees, but it was a team that was gonna be bigger than the Yankees. Yankees. That was black owned. Everything it was, and that actually helped Hispanics and people because they shut blacks out of baseball. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's some black people in baseball, but the World Series. I mean, the players they pulling from Puerto Rico at 13 because it ain't no cap on age. So I go get a 13 year old Puerto Rico. I keep him in America for five years. You go into the league and baseball have farm systems. In every country oh, yeah. down there, they and can't it, say they don't. Right, and this the crazy part: drive past. Like back in the day, you used to drive past this neighborhood on the west side got a park. This neighborhood on the east side got a park. They, they playing each other. Diamond. The baseball diamonds. Now you go in the neighborhoods, it ain't no baseball diamonds, bro. Yeah. But go anywhere, it's a large Spanish population. It's baseball diamonds. Yeah. It's like I don't Soccer feel that. Fields yeah, and stuff like diamonds. that. Yep. Like I don't feel that. Like I feel like. Why would niggas want to sit in the white diner, bro? Like, why when at the end of the day you don't want to eat this food? Like, why would you do that? And they paint the picture like that's what we were supposed to do. But no, bro, because when they desegregate, when they forced 
integration on us, that fucked up our community because now we're your family who had a tire shop, my family who had a grocery store, his family who had a daycare. They would be the doctors. All of that, they came in our neighborhood and broke all that up, and we still can't go to their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. It ain't. It's from seven mile east to west. It's a dispensary and liquor store on every corner. But go to Bloomfield Hills. It's one liquor store in the middle where everybody could go, and that bitch closed at 10 o'clock. Yep, 10 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. That bitch closed at 10 o'clock. These bitches open till 2. Bro, I won't even go to liquor stores, bro. Every altercation I've had in my life where it was real violence occurred at a liquor store. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because niggas get they they go they go in there to get they they I don't not let nobody do. You know what I'm saying? But that's where you go run into your problems at, bro, at the liquor store. That's why them bitches on every corner cuz on East 7 Mile a nigga just got killed at the liquor store and on West 7 Mile a nigga just got killed at the liquor store. It's a perfect plan for them. Like I don't I don't see how black people let this like consistently 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 even with politics. You was in politics. So let's talk about how you got into politics. Uh, just holding ourselves accountable, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never grew up in a polit uh, political background. You know, my family still wondering, like, how the, how the fuck you, <laughs> you even doing that? You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was basically seeing, like, policies, bro. You know what I'm saying? In the yeah. city of Detroit, like, we the blackest city in America. We got a whole black infrastructure. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck did we get a white mayor? You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, bro. Like, for the blackest exactly, city in America. Bro. So... Though I don't know if the, if y'all know, but the first time the mayor uh, ran, he ran as a write-in candidate. So yeah. basically, that's what I did. I wanted to show the people, motherfuckers know Skrill. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. From Inkster to Detroit, they know me as a good person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't really have no beef in the streets. You know what right, I'm saying? Because right. I'm going to approach you as I approach myself. I'm going to treat you like I treat myself. You know what I'm saying? At all right. times. Like, like you were saying... I'm not about to kill a nigga. Why am I about to kill a nigga? You me, bro. You <laughs> right, know what I'm saying? Right, Why right. I'm about to shoot myself? Why am I about to try to kill myself, bro? I'm about to try to work it out with you and see what the fuck going on. What's right. wrong with you? You got is your mom messed up, bro? Something right, like, going yeah, on? You, like this is it, genuine. People right. really just need to hear that somebody that they don't know give a fuck. Like I was talking to my partner yesterday. He said, dog, depending on how I feel, you can step on my shoe and I walk right past you. It won't be a problem. Or you can step on my shoe and I kill you. And I'm like, look, bro, I got a clip full of 30. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put one of these bitches in no nigga. Right. Period. So if I have to shoot you, dog, it's because you forced that on yourself. Like, I'm going to try to defuse the situation any way I possibly can because what about your daughter, bro? Because if you kill me, what about my daughter, bro? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go go to prison for killing me. You know what I'm saying? Because they put niggas in jail for killing niggas. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or That's the two for one for the state. Yeah. Or I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you legally, but I still got to fight all of this. I'm going to lose money. Why, bro? Because we was at the liquor store and you was walking in, texting on your phone, not paying attention, and I bumped into you or you bumped into me, made me drop my wine, and now you got to kill a nigga. Yep. Bro, you was just on your way to fuck with some hoes. Mm -hmm. like, 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 exactly. And niggas don't see it like that, bro. Like, I'm not about to kill another black man if I don't have, like, I really have to. You really got to be, like, trying to violate me personally, like, at, at my crib or something. Because, I mean, I can walk away from anything. You feel what I'm saying? It has like, to be, to me, a life and death. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. You got to be in my crib life, or, right like, you, you, you violated my wife or my children, like, but when I mean violated, I mean violated. But I don't put my kids in that situation. They don't go nowhere where nobody can violate them because I'm right there. Mm -hmm. And they ain't going to do nothing in front of their daddy. I guarantee that. <laughs> you right. feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, it got to be like life or death, man. Like, because I used to fight a nigga every time I seen him, dog, since we was in fifth grade, right? And uh, I thought about it one day. I said, dog, 
I've been fighting this nigga every day, every time, because he would go to jail and shit, and then he'd pop up. He bigger than me and shit. Still can't throw them things and shit. But then I was like, this is all because a nigga he don't even talk to no more geeked him up walking home from school one day. Mm. And he don't even talk to them niggas no more. Mm. I was like, I wonder if he and ever thought about that. Yeah. In his mind, yeah, like, like, what are you talking about? I, I mean, I seen that nigga though one day. We was grown and shit, and we was beefing, like, for real, for real. We done shot at each other. It ain't like I done shot at him. We done shot at each other, and I just looked like, you know what, bro? My man held you down in jail. That's my man. It could have went totally different. Mm-hmm. We don't got no problems. That should let you know that. Because it's only life or death if you trying to show out. But when right. it was life or death... My man held you down. So we don't really got no problem because if that's my man, he know right. how it's supposed to be. You feel what I'm saying? And then we, we just look like we don't got no problem, bro. It, and it's all, if you ever and thought it, of that, it, it, was it was all it was because all, a nigga was like, you could beat their ass, dog. I'm telling you. He probably wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> you right. feel what I'm saying? And but the like, dialogue that y'all had shifted that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know our motto, bro, is I want for my brother what I want for myself. And that go, that go across the board, bro. I'm not no hater, bro. We just had the opportunity. This is real shit. We just had the opportunity because we own a network uh, out of California and mm-hmm. New York. And some niggas came across their plate and we had the opportunity to stop that. And me and my brother said, no, nah, I might not like that person for whatever reason. I don't even know them. What, I, what, the, what was supposed to happen between us ain't happening and I ain't feel that. But pick them up. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Go right. on here, pick them up. Because I don't want somebody in the back somewhere stopping shit I want to do. Right. And me not knowing it. Imagine you working hard as hell, and then some shit come across a nigga playing, and the nigga be like, oh, that's real? Fuck real. But you the most qualified. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? No, man, yeah. we ain't doing that, bro. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Because... Cause that that's that's that uh that uh spiritual shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. what I call, you know what I'm saying? You you more tapped in to to the to the all of be all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you know deep down inside, like if I do this, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 probably waiting for that five million dollar check that they don't even know about right now that's yeah. about to be cut. So if I do this off some two hundred and fifty thousand, yeah. right, right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like this five million. Yeah, but that, now that's, that's, it's that's, gone. But that's niggas' that mentality, shit. though, bro. They never want to see, like, okay. Well, this is the difference between niggas and black, black men. People. We black men. But right? we can act like niggas. But we can act like, <laughs> like niggas. You know what I'm saying? And niggas only act savage because that's how they was raised when they was around white people, right? Like, it's no good thing as a slave owner because if I'm good, I don't own other humans, nigga. Mm-hmm. Is you can't lace me up and tell me you had your people had a good master. No, nigga, because they had a master. I don't own one human, nigga. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And no good human being on the face of the earth ever has. You feel what I'm saying? Now look at us, bro, all in disarray. Black men are in disarray, bro. We just found out in 2001 after we go our whole life with last name Jackson that our last name really Simmons. And the nigga who we thought mm. was our granddaddy didn't even treat my father well because he knew that wasn't his son. And my daddy uh, gave us his last name. You knew, bro. You right. knew better than that. Because it's a whole different dialogue after that. Because then, like, you do research, I find out, damn, in 2000, I had an uncle who lived to be 99 years old. Mm. I go back further. His sister died at 104. All these people on this side, what you thinking, I'm a Jackson, they dying at 56. Right. Alcoholics. These men ain't alcoholics. I don't even know if they drink. But they being prominent. Community leaders. I asked my cousin, like, what type of people are they? Landowners, educated. Oh, that's where the love for education come from. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My grandma probably ain't know if all her grandkids graduated high school. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, Even, man. bro, we went even far as back to the community that our family is from in Georgia, back to their slave owners. To like, make sure these the right, right people. So it's, it's, it's 
three people own slaves with that last name, but the three people who own slaves is all family. All family. Mm. So you know what I'm saying? Like, so we know where the slave owner, where the the, the plantation was. Right. On the reverse side of that, we don't went all the way back and found out that on my mama's side, we from Ethiopia. Like, traced the shit all the way back. Yeah, it I had wasn't no slave who went shit there. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no slave shit. Like my grandfather's father, my grandfather's grandfather, all his brothers and sisters, doctors, not nurses and shit. Doctors. They can't. They ain't. They ain't come on no boat. They came to Philadelphia on their own. You feel what I'm right. saying? But people don't go back that far. So, yeah. of course, you go have a slave mentality if they telling you that black history begins and you jumping off a slave ship named Jesus. Right. <laughs> you right. know what exactly. I'm saying? You, if, of course. So, of course, that Christianity is in everybody's home if you think that you came over on a ship named Jesus. then Because, like, we were some hardcore Muslims at one point. You know what I'm saying? But the real talk is that That's, Islam and Christianity the did way. the exact same yeah. thing to Africa because, like I said, our family from Ethiopia. Ethiopia is 99 point, no, it's 98% Islamic, 2% Christianity. The oldest Christian church is in uh, Ethiopia. The, uh, the Garden of Eden and all that, that's Ethiopia. You know what I'm saying? But the Muslim women and the Christian women dress exactly alike. When it's Muslim holidays, the, the, everything shut down. You know I think that 99% might be wrong, though, because they big on Christianity, too. Like, it's kind of no, split. No, they say of the population, though. Like, yeah, but I'm just saying, saying it's kind of split what they show. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But so but it's they both. Show you, but you but, but they both did the exact same thing to black people. Like, bro, black people need to get spiritual. They need right. to connect to the higher part. I don't need nobody going to talk to nobody. By the big man for me because the orders he hand down gonna be for me so if I say Skrill you know could you ask God this for me even if you do he's it's still gonna be my the path only, the <laughs> only thing I say that 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 might come from the most high is a confirmation yeah. you might be talking like I, I didn't have plenty of conversations with individuals you know what I'm saying and they, I'd be talking and I'd be saying some stuff to them they'd be like damn bro I appreciate that and I'd be like why the fuck did you say that shit you <laughs> right. know what I'm saying but then I pull them to the side I ask them like why you say that bro it's like because that he or she, because I was just I was just in my thoughts meditating or praying, whatever they, you know, whatever way they do it um, or say it. But they'd be like, man, that's confirmation. So yeah. I might say something to you and you already prayed or, or meditated for what, what you want. And I might say and speak something that you already already been thinking. How did I know? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. That's just your confirmation. I can't. I didn't ask. Right. You know that's what, what I'm saying. saying. And, and, and like they hit you with religion to control you. Now that they got this control over you, you think God is in control of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the the real question black people need to ask themselves about praying to a white Jesus. And I don't, you know, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? But how are you praying to the same Jesus that your slave master killed you in the name of? They hung niggas in Jesus' name. They raped black women in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? So either Jesus ain't white, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or mm-hmm. he is, and he don't fuck with niggas because the same God not gonna let that happen. Like these are yeah, savages. But you know they would you know they, they would lace it up as like that stuff had to happen like uh, to be where we are today. Not knowing like where we are today is not like the best position. Yeah. I would even say it was worse because we actually uh, might be better well off financially. Where where I mean like it might have been it was black always black people with money. So it might be more black people with money, but they don't associate with with poor, most yeah. poor black people either. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's what you were saying. It started to be a class thing. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So class trump everything. Yeah. Religion, race. Why you think all these black celebrities mad at Donald Trump? They thought they was in the same class at first because mm-hmm. we got money. You got money. We hang out at the same parties. We right, probably used be to be with, trumped out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But <laughs> then you know he showed them, though, like, wait a minute. It is a class thing. And I'm, and I'm way higher. Upper, upper class. You're just an upper class black, which is still like... 
higher middle class white. You because you if yeah. you come from nothing, that's like we come from Angster. Population twenty eight thousand, household medium income twenty seven thousand. You see what I'm saying? We go to Romulus. You not just, even you Romulus know. because Romulus household medium really not that much. And, but so let's go to not even Bloomfield Hills. Let's go to Southfield, the, the median, right? Mm-hmm. So you would say when we was younger, tell me if I'm lying. Oh, I met a bitch from Southfield. She home. Oh yeah. Because we oh, yeah. we got the perception just because what did you know she was smart. You yeah. her family like, came from, from a good money. house. She was yeah. upbringing. She yeah. had a good background. Like all of that, and it's just classism. So then I. They looking at us like, well, y'all from, y'all from the ghetto, but it's like, but y'all don't even know y'all neighbors. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Not back in the day, we did. Though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. back uh, in the uh, day, uh, yeah, yeah, because we're not up. communities no yeah. more, bro. We not we, no. we, we hoods. We not neighborhoods. We not communities. We hoods. But so a hood but is tec- different. But technically, you know technically, you know, like because Inkster, Inkster wasn't always a city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it was, it was a, a village. village. Yeah, it was a village at first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like our numbers really don't even hold us. To be a, a suitable city anymore because the numbers have dropped inside of bro. It ain't no, bro. it ain't no schools. It ain't, it, and you know the real factor about not being no schools that a lot of people didn't pay attention to. That means pedophiles can move in because they don't. It's, it's not no, no, it's no jurisdiction, it's no of, jurisdiction a of a school, which means pedophiles can move in, bro. And then that's when I be talking about what got me involved more into the political because everything that was happening in Detroit already happened. In the Angster, yeah, point blank period. Yeah. School system. Everything. Tell that me happened. that's not the fastest you ever seen a high school tore down. When Man, that was the fastest I seen Insta High School tore Listen, down. Insta High and Blanchette was gone. Like they gone. said, they closed. Insta High Michigan. School by name is the first integrated high school in the state of Michigan. It should have never been able to be torn down. That's history. You. They didn't want to make saying? it a historic landmark. It was, I, 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 because we was under financial management, bro. Like, yeah. they, like me getting into the political realm, bro, and seeing what was going on in Inkster yeah. was like, what the fuck, bro? Because it always hurted me, you know, because I'm in Detroit doing what, I, you know, doing what I'm doing, and I'm sitting there in Inkster, like, bro, this is what's about. This to happen. is what <laughs> this is what's about to happen here. What's happening there? But. We smaller than Detroit, and we can't run our own community. Bro, bro. that was the tester. They were like, "Yo, if it work here, if it work here, it's gonna work anywhere." That, bro, that's what happened in Chicago. Uh, Chicago was the test for shit that didn't work, but that was the first time that they ever destroyed all the projects at yeah. once. Normally, when they do shit like that, they move certain motherfuckers out. They, you know, what I'm saying it'd be like a year, couple years process, decades worth of process. Bro, they move niggas out and destroy them bitches, yeah. bro, and then just drop niggas here. So. If you from Cabrini Green and I'm from somewhere else that's beefing with them, I'm never going to see you. The reason is because you're never coming in Cabrini Green to come right. and get me. I'm never going in your project. This is my neighborhood. We hang out at these bars. Y'all niggas not coming here. So you could be BD. You could be folk. You could be GD. I'm never going to see you. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to gangbang if I'm a blood and all I'm around is bloods. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. It's easy to be a white supremacist if I never see black people. But then, boom, they destroy these projects, and now... This BD living next to this GD or this vice lord living there. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't no structure because where am I going to go to meet with the leader? I don't even know where Skrill posted at yet. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where his family live at. They put this nigga over here. We ain't never been to the west side. We south side niggas. Right. So we got to navigate and figure, through the, and figure out what the fuck going on. Like, and niggas was clowning Kanye about me with the president and shit. And I don't give a fuck about none of that. But that nigga got in there and said, free Larry Hoover. A bunch of niggas who don't know, the, the majority of the world, who don't know who Larry Hoover is, they ain't understand what that meant. You know what I'm saying? All the other shit, feeling like Superman. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like Superman with no clothes on. Like, that's not going to make me feel a certain way. But when you say shit like free Larry Hoover, Larry Hoover need to be free, bro. They need that structure. They need that structure, bro. 
and I just feel like yeah. Angster was the test to see if that shit could work in the D. The only reason that shit ain't working the D is because the D was bigger and they couldn't do it as fast. They couldn't do it, but they still doing it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, doing yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, they doing it on a different, on a different, on a different playing field and different playing yeah. scheme. You know what I'm saying? Like this upcoming election, you got uh, a lot of proposals. They trying to redistrict. Yeah, yeah, I see Detroit. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they they like we still going with our hundred year plan, but we gotta we gotta make some adjustments with yeah, it. And you know people what I'm don't understand that too. Like I don't I don't really care for candidates. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I say that openly. If you look me up, I'm probably listed as a Democrat because when I first uh when I first registered, I was a Democrat. I was 18. I, my mama a Democrat. Y'all think that's what black people are Democrats? No, that's not how I go. You vote actually for your own interests, like that you can help with, right? So, but the biggest things is the proposals. Nobody ever read the proposals, yeah. and that's what make the most difference, man. That those proposals every election is what really gets shit to, because you will look up and you will be like, wait a minute. And that was proposal this 10, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how is that my uh, state representative? I thought uh, such and such was for this district. Well, they just redid the proposal two, two years ago, and this is this district takes effect, and people don't pay attention or go out and vote. And these proposals can help us, though. But yeah, we got to yeah. get the, like you saying, they don't do the research on the candidates. And one thing I've been telling people, do the research on the positions that they're running for. You don't even, you you know me, or you know you know SJ and AJ, but you don't even know what positions and what power <laughs> right. that, that they're running for hold. that it yeah. holds. You know what I'm saying? So you voting for them, but you don't even know what what the actually they about on. to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But look though, um, I wish we could go longer. And we actually, what we go do, bro? We go have you back and make sure your partner here. Okay. You know yeah. What I'm right. Right or now, any we, one of the other yeah. brothers, like like you he, know what I'm saying? I I, I uh, told him to come out, bro. We we're really working on our 2019. We planning the whole 2019 yeah, right yeah, now. So you, you know, we we an organization 365, seven days a week. We don't stop, bro. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. So to have both of us in the room at the same time, that's what I know. You know what I'm that's saying? That that's yeah. that's gonna that that can be great. It can be it can be done. But yeah. right now we're just wrapping well, even up. Even when y'all got y'all plan together, come come back. Talk about the plan, bro. Like I said, what y'all can share, share it, bro. Like, I ain't front line right now, but I want to donate, bro. I want to yeah. help. I want to. You, you, you can. How go, can people do this? How you can, can go on NewEraDetroit.org and donate. You know, look over all our programs. When you donate, you can put in the information of what program that you want to donate to. That's one thing about us. We're not just an organization like a lot of people. Oh, this is they. They shut down churches. They do demonstrations. We have effective, self-sustainable programs and initiatives that's nonstop to feeding the people, to building the community, like community relations. That's our hood to hood, sixteen weeks straight out the summer every. Every Saturday, yeah, yeah, cleaning, cleaning up a different hood. Our meeting in the streets, uh, which is uh, every Friday for six weeks. We on this was season four. We go to a different community. We call that church in the streets, where we go to the community. Tangie's ride, where we get on the public bus. Uh, shout out to Tangela Harris. Rest in peace to one of our sisters, one of our members that's named after her. That was her vision to go on a bus and feed our people. To you can't get nobody mine unless you feed them. They hungry. You get them some food, and they go not, listen. Now they listen. They go listen. You know what I'm saying? So we get on the public bus November second. It's her birthday. Uh, uh, happy birthday to her. Uh, 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 also, when we go to... Um Go to the schools. We do affirmations. We go to the schools in the morning time. You know what I'm saying? And get a, get a kids like we was talking. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know what these kids dealing Going with at through, home. Bro. So yeah. once you come home, peace and love, king, queen, you powerful. You know what I'm saying? You do some great things. Stay in those books, man. Study hard. Whatever you want to be, you can be. You know what I'm saying? So, so they can support by they going to They can support. What? Go to newairdetroit.org and go to, don't, go to the donation tabs. Or anytime we post anything on social media, come out. Everything is community-based. You don't need an invitation. We don't have to send you a flyer. If we're saying we're going to be here, that's, that's for the for community. Everybody. That's right, for right. everybody, all ages. Y'all got merch? 
Yes, we do have merch. We we actually got the merch shut down right now because we revamping the logos and how we're going to put the designs out. But you can go. They will be back up on our website. Okay. And how can people contact Skrill if they want if they want to talk to Skrill, get some knowledge? They they want to be in the organization. No, they, they want to know what it's about. about. They just it. need to know what it's about. You can you can you can contact me directly on my social media platform. Uh, Instagram is James underscore Skrill underscore Eberhard Jr. I finally put my real name out there when I ran for city spell council. It, spell it. So uh, James. J-A-M-E-S underscore Skrill, S-C-R-E-A-L underscore Eberhardt, E-B-E-R-H-E-A-R-T, Junior, J-R. Um, that's my Instagram, but you can also contact me, phone number 313-466-4377, and that message will get relayed to me. Okay, and that's what's, what's up. up. So I'm SJ. I'm AJ. If you want to contact us or be on the show, go to uh, PR at TCOHH.org, PR at TCOHH.org. Uh, TCE pod across Twitter and Instagram and yeah. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself. Right. We gonna go next door, take a couple pictures. I'm gonna get a drop from you. Hey, you know what's on this uh, on that on that project shit, man.